0: Welcome to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Join the podcast mogul Phil Better as he interviews successful entrepreneurs that make their living in the digital world. Now, let's join your host, Phil Better, and his special guest. Today, on Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Invest in Yourself, the Digital Entrepreneur Podcast. I am, of course, the podcast mogul himself, Phil Better. And today, I'm very, very happy to have an amazing entrepreneur coming on the show today. The... uh, The founder, the CEO, the creative genius, if you will, behind she sells helping women not fit into anyone else's boxes and become the uh, superstars that they're meant to be, their own boss. Elise, Elise Archer. Elise, thank you so much for being on the show.
1: Thank you so much, Phil. I'm so excited to be here.
0: Now, Elise. Um, I did say that you're you're the founder you created she sells and it, it sounds like she sells by the she shore it's like a tongue twister but yeah it's not she sells you created this to help women be their own bosses um, but I want to go back to the beginning but, but well before we go back to the beginning could you give us an introduction about yourself from your own words I keep, I keep jumping over these things I'm sorry <laughs> so excited I'm so excited because reading your stuff so could you introduce yourself please
1: yeah. Well, hi, gosh. It's so, so good to be here. You know, it's funny when I was naming She Sells the name, Kind, I think everyone who's entrepreneurial can relate to this where it's kind of like you just get this download sometimes and it's that flash of inspiration. And it's like, I've had a lot of non-flashes of inspiration <laughs> too. I will say Phil through the years, but this one came as a flash and I was like, yes, that's the name. That's the brand. And then every, I laugh because every podcast interview I do now, they're like, Uh, she sells. She should like they can't (laughs) pronounce the name. So I, I didn't think about that when I got the flash. But yeah, she sells (laughs) is a company name. Um, but yeah, I'm. So I may um, I'm a sales mentor. I do a lot with like money mindset as well. Primarily with women. I do. I I have um a very diverse array of clients, but I do work Mm -hmm. primarily with women. I'm a uh, I'm a wife. I'm a mom. We've got a toddler and another little one on the way in a couple Ooh, months.
0: Congratulations! Uh, thank you
1: so much. Yeah, we're we're excited. Um, yeah, very big on um, giving back. There's a strong philanthropic uh, focus of a lot of the work that we do. But I will. That's kind of high level, and I'm happy to answer any any questions from there that could be more specific.
0: Not well I love the high level because it gives us yeah. such a wide range of things to start uh, talking about. I want to go back to the beginning, the why. Mm. Why did you decide to become an entrepreneur? And speci- did was it always in your genes? Like, were you from a young age being like, going knocking on doors going, hey, buy my service, you know, like I'm doing grass cutting or so I don't know yeah. what what it is like it was it always in your DNA? Or is it something that you just fell into?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it it was and I didn't realize it. So my first sales experience that I can remember, and this makes me sound like such a terrible person, I, I'm just going to blame it on I was a little kid, <laughs> but if you remember the Happy Meal toys that they sell at McDonald's, right? Like yes. we were, we were children in the eighties. We grew up eating at McDonald's all the time, which is like not the healthiest, but that Looking was Looking back, no, our we... parents
0: were- n- t- 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 it was <laughs> we the survived. Time. It was fine. We're, we're, <laughs> we survived. Alive. That's all that matters.
1: <laughs> yeah. Some way, somehow we survived. So you know we would get the Happy Meals and have the little toys in them, and I I had a younger sister, still do, but yeah, younger sister, two years younger than me. Um, and I remember we had accumulated this like treasure chest of um, of Happy Meal toys, and I remember one day I got the inspiration that I was like, I think I could sell these and make some money off of them. So don't I didn't tell her. I just went and took all of her toys and all of mine too, and went and started literally going door to door in the neighborhood. Selling these toys, and I don't know that it was for a lot of money. I think it was maybe, I I don't know, a nickel, (laughs) a dime, a quarter, maybe something like that, maybe a couple bucks. Probably not, not even that much. But when I look back on who I was, like, yes, I was entrepreneurial. I just didn't really, I don't think I knew it. You know, my dad was an entrepreneur. Um, He did a lot in the tech software space, but he didn't really talk about it a lot. So I wasn't someone who was raised with like a parent teaching them here's how you become an entrepreneur and here's how it works so yeah so from there um I went into sales in in college I went to school for journalism but I was always very motivated it's funny as I tell us it's like of course I was always an entrepreneur I was very motivated to make money on my own all through college so (laughs) had um, a bunch of sales jobs as I went through college found out while I was in college about how much you would make as a um I think I was I, my thought was I was going to be a newspaper reporter again this all like dates me and makes me sound pretty old um, but I remember my my journalism professor one day telling us about how much we would make as a reporter and I didn't have a lot of context for how much money was a lot or not a lot at that time but I remember thinking I don't know if that's going to cut it like even at the <laughs> age of 18 I was like mm, I don't I
0: don't know. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Right? Yeah. There, there's no wiggle room on that like
1: Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. So so you know that kind of went by the wayside, obviously, I think we we pick up skills and whatever we go to school for that we can apply later, often, not always, but I, I can still apply those skills. Um, but I went out of school and I went into sales and I went into media sales and um, quickly rose up the ranks in the leaderboard at the company that I was at at the time and in my mid twenties I found myself having built the life that I thought I was supposed to build to be happy and successful. I was making low six figures. I had a house, you know, nice house, nice car. Like I said, was like top of the sales leaderboard at work and inwardly I was completely broken and I was struggling with panic attacks and eating disorder, like anxiety, you know, anxiety, like crazy. And there was so much conditioning. It it wasn't just in my career, but this is kind of what inspired me to go do what I do now professionally. There was so much conditioning around to be successful and to make money and quote unquote achieve. Mm -hmm. You've got to outwork, out hustle, out grind everybody else. And so that's what I was doing. I mean, I would literally get like two hours of sleep at night, like get up, be first one in the office, last one to leave. And- I look back on it and it was, I didn't know any other way, but I was like chasing this success that never seemed to get there, no matter how much money I made, no matter what accolades I got. And I never felt like enough. And so that is really what started my personal development journey. Actually, funny enough, um, it was podcasts, starting to listen to podcasts that started my personal development journey. I um, grew up in a household with very smart parents, like very academically smart. Um, and we were blessed in a lot of ways by that. Um, and yet there was really no exposure to like personal development. So I had no idea that you could transform your life by <laughs> yeah. by changing from the inside out and that I could shift things. But I remember when I was still in my corporate sales role, um, I was in outside sales. So I would have to drive a couple hours to go visit customers. And at the time I was so unhappy with so many elements of my life that the thought of driving and like having to be alone with myself. I don't know if you've ever had that time in you your know, life where like, you just don't want to be alone with your own mm-hmm. thoughts. Right. Um, it 20, was so...
0: 2019, 2019. Ah, is my there you idea.
1: go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So you get it. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was like, that was my life. And I just couldn't stand to be alone with my own thoughts. And so I actually, in an effort to avoid hearing the thoughts in my head, I discovered (laughs) podcasting. I was like, oh, this is amazing. I can listen to other people. Someone else's voice in my head? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it was, it it was kind of my first exposure to, again, again, like I said, like personal development to entrepreneurship. And it really inspired and motivated me that there's a different way I can live my life, and so kind of simultaneously, I had been um studying different ways of sales success that didn't require so much hustle, so much burnout. I found that a lot of what was taught in my corporate sales training um it didn't feel right to me as a woman, mm-hmm. and I found there were a lot of people that it didn't feel right for, but especially for the other women I was working with they were like this they were just exhausted, burnt out, not in their power, any of it. So I was experimenting with these other ways of selling, building a personal brand, being more relational, imagine that, right. And finding more success. And I was like, there's a totally different way to do this. It's just, it hasn't really been taught or embraced, not at least in the environments I've been in. And, um, I decided finally to make a lot of big life changes and, um, There, the the other piece I didn't mention, I was in a marriage that was really not a great situation either. And it was kind of one of those situations where everything in my life was just not aligned with who I really was Mm -hmm. um, at my core. And so this was trying to think of what year. I know you said 2019 was your year. I want to say this was like 2015, um 2014, 2015. Yeah. I think it was 2014. I just made a lot of big life changes. And there was a lot of fear of getting out of the marriage, leaving the corporate job, leaving a lot of other friendships and relationships that were everything I knew, but it wasn't, they didn't resonate with my core anymore, who I was like as a human. Um, but I just decided, you know, it's like sometimes the pain of staying where you are is greater than the risk of making the the leap and the jump. Yeah. So I said, so I left the marriage. I um, made a lot of changes in my friend circle, and I left the corporate job as well, like all within a couple of months, and had decided I was gonna. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm not super risk averse. <laughs> I mean, there are some things I would do, but, but. it's really been a journey of learning to trust myself and trust that even you'll never see what's on the other side of what feels like that big risk. You won't see it until you take it. But when you know, like when you feel that calling in your soul and you just know, you have to follow it. And so that was, that was what I did. And I had on the side started promoting myself as a sales coach and consultant. I had one client who had paid me 300 bucks to review a presentation for him. And I was like, it's proof of concept. I can make money outside <laughs> of corporate. I'm gone. <laughs> so-
0: it, it's, it's your first client is the client that you swear is, is gift. Personally, for me, my first client uh, in the podcasting world, like changed my life. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's, like you said, it's proof of concept. Like, oh, someone else is willing to bet on me? Yeah. okay, if they're doing it, I can bet on me then. (laughs)
1: Totally. (laughs) Totally. Yeah. I mean, once you get that first client and I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh. I mean, obviously I charged him like nothing. I didn't really know what I was doing though. And Mm. it felt like the most money I'd ever made. And, (laughs) and so it was, to me, it was permission. It was like, go do it. And so, yeah. So I really started my entrepreneurial journey. Then it's certainly evolved and grown uh, since then. I'm happy to, to speak to that, but That was kind of how it all came together.
0: Oh, I love it. It's such a great origin story going from the, and I think some entrepreneurs who delayed going into their own business, like, yeah, you started young, but then you're like, no, I have to go into the corporate world. I, I, because I feel the same thing. Because when I was young, I wanted to be my own boss. I wanted, but my dad was like, no, go into the corporate world. It's safe, you know, and coming from a place of love, the parent, your parents don't want to stifle you or put you in boxes. They just want to make sure you're safe and taken care of. So, but then there's always the dark when you don't follow your true path. you're not talking to your core. You have a a year that just is your year of change. It's the year that either breaks you and then you go, no, I have to rebuild myself or you figure out, no, this is not me. And then like you did, you did three huge (laughs) changes in life, which is huge
1: hmm. Yeah, it was. It was, um, you know, I think we all have those moments, right, where we realize we've built up these things or these people or these situations around us that are what we thought we were supposed to be doing or who we thought we were supposed to be with or how we thought we were supposed to show up in the world to be happy and successful, I think for so many of us, that's like our journey for the first part of our lives. And for some people, all of their lives, right? I think it's like some people have their moments of discovery, other people maybe don't. It's I guess it's different for everyone, but um, so it was certainly very terrifying to to make a lot of those changes because it was all that was known, but there was also this just, the word that showed up is like exhilaration of finally starting to feel free. Which I know is why for so many of us, why we want to become entrepreneurs, why we want to do that and just be able to create life and business on our terms. And so there was a lot of unraveling and dismantling that had to be done. But, and there was a a time where I felt very kind of naked, vulnerable, like, who am I? I don't know, you know, I don't know myself in this new context, but I got to kind of recreate myself um, in a way that was far more aligned. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: I love it. No, it's, it's great. And of course, I'm still in that process, finding out who I am and all that. But luckily, I know my passion is podcasting, and I get to talk to amazing entrepreneurs like yourself. So I'm ahead of the game, I think. Uh, but yeah. this is not about me. This is about you. W- what happened after you you quit the corporate world, you got your first client to obviously undersold yourself because you don't know what to price yourself. <laughs> What did you do afterwards? Like you got that client, you helped them with the presentation. Mm. What was your next step? Like, how did you start growing?
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. I had been, um, one of the things that I did have working to my advantage was I knew how to brand. So I'd been working in media and branding for years. And this was before like personal branding became a big Mm -hmm. thing. I was doing a lot of, branding work with companies and I and, and simultaneously in my sales job I was cold calling and I was like this doesn't make sense that we're building funnels and online presences for businesses to generate leads and yet for me to grow my business within this company like I'm going out and cold calling I thought there's how can I make inbound leads come to me right yeah. and so um I've been simultaneously working on building up a brand and positioning myself as a sales coach as a sales mentor um so I'd been doing some things along the way I'd started a local meetup group for sales professionals and business owners. So i had been working on building my platform and my brand and my name in the space. Um, and so when I left, I had, I had built a decent brand positioning again, I didn't have a whole lot of clients to show for it yet. Mm -hmm. Um, but I did at least have that. So I was able to go and, and kind of lean into that positioning more, um, One, again, kind of curveball on the path, which it's part of the entrepreneurial journey, right, Mm -hmm. was I ended up partnering up with, um, I don't know if you know Rory Vaden um, or his name in the podcasting space. But anyway, he was one of the podcasts I listened to that really Mm -hmm. started to transform my life. Amazing guy, dear friend to this day. Um, But I remember... I knew he had a sales coaching and consulting company. So long story short, I reached out to him and his wife and asked if I could partner up with them and what they were doing felt like if you've ever like written to an idol and you're like, ah, I don't think anyone's going to write me back and feel nervous to reach out. Well, sure enough, they were amazing and lovely and gracious. And, um, I ended up partnering up with them and working with them, becoming a partner in their business. I was still an independent contractor, so still entrepreneurial, but, um, it helped give me a lot of structure to my company and helped me um, just kind of help me get my feet wet in the space and did that for years and years. And then a couple of years ago, there was a very unexpected kind of corporate turnover within that organization overnight, about 10 to 20 of us left slash were asked to leave. And it it was just a lot of dynamics going on there and kind of once again, found myself, um starting over from scratch not really knowing what i was going to do next so um yeah it, it was it's it's been a journey it's always interesting when i talk about this because i feel like in parts of my mind i don't even think about it anymore at the time it was very very painful i was under a two year non compete where i couldn't talk about sales and so i had to kind of rebuild and we all got together and um ended up creating this incredible company called Brand Builders Group, which is has just blown up in the personal branding space. And um, they're doing amazing work. I I partnered with them up until about a year and a half ago when my I was able to talk sales again and start really rebuilding in the sales space. Um, But yeah, it's been a journey of like, be prepared for the not prepared for the unexpected, but like, be okay with the curveballs as they yeah. as they come, because um, you can't control the whole thing. So you know, I'm happy to speak to my journey from there. But there's, it's definitely not been a linear path, I would say for sure.
0: And I, I'm pretty sure nearly every entrepreneur they start thinking it's going to be a linear path to the success they want, and then they figure out that no, it's it's horizontal, vertical, down, left, right, everywhere in the center, and the, like you said, the curveballs come. So. Mm. Yeah, I I do want to know in your whole journey so far from, Mm -hmm. you know, getting the corporate world, leaving that to building your brand, then having a non-compete clause Mm -hmm. where you're like, I can't use anything I built my personal brand on for at least two years to creating a great brand and then now being able to talk about what you're so passionate about. Is there a moment in there, a memory that just like just is a lighthouse that's just something you like to remember on the dark days
1: Mm, you know there's so many like there Mm. there are so many i and this is gonna it's not like every day is easy for me like my spiritual connection is so important and it helps me kind of stay i think above the fray of the Mm. day-to-day matter so I, i generally it's like most days are pretty good um But with that being said, I will say this kind of speaks to the freedom piece, right? That I think is so important for so many of us. So last year, like everybody else on the planet, um, we bought an RV and I never, (laughs) I never thought that I would be someone who was interested in that. I think it was partly becoming a boy mom. You know, we had had our, our first son the year before and I just started having this desire for like like really creating more time freedom and really um, being able to experience life in a different way. And part of what enabled us to do that was me being an entrepreneur um, and doing my own thing. It was like I've been able to build up enough success in my business to retire my husband. And um, he like we had the time freedom to do it. We had the financial freedom to do it. And to go out, um, you know, I remember we've, we've had numerous, humorous instances of driving that thing, everything from the door flinging open on the side of the highway because we didn't know how to close it. <laughs> Me being flung from one end of it to the back while we drive because <laughs> gravity. Uh, so, so there's been a lot of really funny moments in it, but there's just this beautiful moment we were pulled over, we were camping on the side of the mountains and I don't know, it was like a Tuesday morning. Um, and it was kind of cold out still and watching my husband and my, my little guy who at the time was like less than two go out and just gather firewood together. And I was able to just sit there and like watch them and they were doing their thing. And, you know, there's like coffee brewing inside and it's warm and it's cozy and, you know, being able to work with my clients from anywhere. I had some clients signed up later that day, but I I was able to just be like so present in that moment and just really appreciate what entrepreneurship had created for our family and continues to create um yeah like it's like moments like that right the things that really matter so
0: yeah that is it that's like a core memory not only for you, but also for your son, just being out there with dad, helping him build the fire, feeling like a man, you know, like I'm I mean, helping dad. Oh my God. I'm so jealous. I wish I was there.
1: God. <laughs> it was, I mean, it's, it's little stuff like that. Like they are, it's little, but it's not right. I think at the end of the day, that's what we really want are like those moments, those memories, that presence of this is what life is really about. Um, and yeah, there's, there's been a lot, but that one stands out for sure.
0: Oh, I love it. I love it. Um, I want to, I want to talk about tips and tricks because you you've been in the branding world. You've been in the sales world. You you've changed different ways because you didn't like the way some people were or where they were teaching sales for entrepreneurs starting coming in. Cause you've had to kind of rebuild yourself a few times and start mm-hmm. the entrepreneur journey over, um, what would be a tip for them? Like apart from like just going for it cuz that seems to be the the current theme of tips that everyone's giving. Okay. Do you have one maybe specifically for selling or setting up your brand when you're first starting out?
1: Yeah, you know, I think it's um I really think like you have to be your own best advocate. Do not be afraid to position yourself as an expert in your space. And this is what a lot of people get wrong is they think, well I'm not ready yet, right? And I really think um again, just kind of honoring, um, AJ and Rory and my work with them at brand builders group, like AJ always said this, and I believe it to be true, to be an expert. You just need to know more than the person you're talking to. And so whatever you're feeling inspired to go out and do for your brand and for your business, you can help someone with that. There's someone who's not as far along as you, who you can, who you're well positioned to serve, but you've got to position yourself as the expert in front of them. It doesn't mean we lie. It doesn't mean we build ourselves up in ways that aren't authentic. It doesn't mean we're not true, but that was truly one of the things that really helped me, I think, build momentum quickly when I first left corporate was that I had already, like I had started branding and positioning myself as a really good sales coach. Cause I knew I could help other people. I knew I could coach, even though I didn't have a lot of clients yet. I'd been helping my team members at work, and I was like, I, I can help people do this. And um, I remember when I I partnered up with another. I mentioned I partnered up with a bigger company, and one of the women in there who became a dear friend. She asked me, she was like, "You're so new at this, but you have so many inbound leads coming in on LinkedIn <laughs> and people who want to work with you." And she was kind of like mad about it. She was joking, but kind of mad. She was like, "I've been doing this for years. No one's reaching out to me. Like, what's up?" And it was I branded and positioned myself so. B, you have to promote yourself like the best possible product out there, right? Like think about whatever your favorite product is. Like I'm obsessed with Four Sigmatic Coffee. I'm not an affiliate of theirs. I I talk to everyone about it because I, who knew mushroom coffee would make me so happy. It's great. But like, so I think about that. Like I have to promote myself like Four Sigmatic Coffee. (laughs) Like I do Four Sigmatic Coffee because nobody else is going to, right? Your customers will believe in you to the extent that you do. So I think that's the key is you can't wait until you're until somebody calls you an expert and you've got to go out and position yourself as such.
0: That is very wise and very, very good advice uh, from someone who's had to position herself as an expert in, multiple times mm-hmm. starting over. But um, yeah, no, that is so true. Just mm-hmm. know just a bit more than the person that you're helping. And then you you'll, Leaps and bounds. It's true because I have uh, assumed that I helped start his podcast, and he's helping me understand how to launch a challenge now. Wow. So it's a f- yeah. fair exchange. And he's, I'm like, but I was just teaching you, and now you're. It's amazing how the uh, the synergy can help when you uh, just help someone too. Um, yeah. We're coming to the end. I hate it because <laughs> I'm having so much fun talking with you, Elise, and I'm. sure you have a wealth more of knowledge to share uh but we're gonna ask the last question here it's sparked by seek discomfort um to spark conversations and uh get you to seek the discomfort in you the question i have here today is is there someone who has had a well we kind of covered this but is there someone who has has had a big impact on your life and doesn't even know it oh
1: and doesn't even know it
0: because we know i'm pretty sure Rory, AJ, and them, they know how big of an impact they Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. You know what? Okay, so I will give, yes. And this man has had a big impact, I think, on a lot of people's lives. Um, but I don't know him personally yet. So um, Joe Dispenza, if you are familiar, have heard, yeah, um, really, really started following his work a couple years ago, and it has transformed every element of my life. And I mentioned earlier to me, like my spiritual connection is what keeps me grounded and and helps make the ups and downs of the entrepreneur journey not so not feel so um, tumultuous. And I think I've just I've grown so much, I've learned so much. I've tapped into deeper levels of possibility and potential through his work. Um, I actually had his head of research on my podcast earlier this year, and that was a phenomenal opportunity. I met her at one of his events, and so, um, I've been able to connect with some of the members of the team and what they're doing and it's really phenomenal. Um, but yeah, that would be, it would
0: be him. Awesome. I'm definitely yeah. going to go check out more of their his stuff so that I can, uh, uh, my game. If it's helped you, I it's probably going to help me.
1: Um, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, Elise, I'm going to jump off screen here. I'm going to let you have the last little bit here to let people know where they can follow, how they can support you in any way, listen to oh. your podcasts and, uh, invest in themselves to the next level. So the floor is yours.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Phil. Gosh, I appreciate that. Yeah. So super honored to, um, to connect with you today. And, um, you know, I'm also very honored if I can be in the queue of other amazing podcasts, like invest in yourself uh, in your podcast queue. That's, that is a real honor. You can uh, check out my podcast. She sells radio. We're actually doing daily episodes of tips right now. And regardless of what you're Gender is, I promise you, what we talk about will work and will apply for you. Uh, we have a very diverse group of listeners and um elisearcher.com slash scripts, we've got a really great free guide and training on five sales scripts to help you increase your closing rate, 50% or more. And it's not hard, pushy, slimy sales strategies, I promise. So again, you can get that at elisearcher.com slash scripts.
0: Awesome. Elise, I want to thank you so, so much for being an awesome guest today on Invest in Yourself. I can't thank you for sharing your story.
1: Thank you so much, Phil. This has been great.
0: Awesome. And to my audience, uh, make sure you go check out the show notes down below. The links to Elise's uh, free scripts will be there as well as her podcast. Make sure you go support her. And of course, remember to always, always invest in yourself.